Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes, hello, John. It's good to be with you again, my brother. Same here. I love those Harry Potter glasses you got you like going. That? Yeah, well, you know, I said readers are important, so I know what I'm... Like, I can read what I'm saying. I know, I know. Well, they look good on you, brother. You're well, pulling you. it off well. I still have a young face. You, right. <laughs> well, did you have a good weekend? Everything going good? I did, yeah. We we had, as you know, we had a uh, fundraiser at, at Holy Rosary. Yeah, so, it's our parish, uh, yeah. Trivia Pursuit, I guess you could say. And so it was one of those fun events of, of people being upset and not knowing all the answers, but yet having fun at the same time. Yeah, I don't think I contributed anything yeah. of merit. I know I wasn't part of the team this time. I, I was I was up there facilitating this time. So Sure. I ate all the food and, and made your wife laugh most yeah. of the night. That's what I was working on. But but no, it's good to be in here again. And as always, we want to say thank you to uh, Covenant Eyes for sponsoring us. Guys, go check out that free trial. They've got the 30-day free trial that they'll give you through Pew Ministries and just a guy in the pew. You can go there at start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. And that's going to give you a chance to try out what their software will do. And it's going to help you block all the things that you know you don't want to be looking at on the internet. It's also going to help you safeguard your family. So go try that out there. The guys have been gracious over there. The guys and, and gals, I should say, at Covenant Eyes to, to sponsor The Narrow Road and also uh, the podcast. So uh, this is something that I use in my life and I know will help uh, you guys that may be struggling mm-hmm. with pornography in your life. So go check that out. Again, at start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. All right. Also, I just want to mention the narrow road. We had uh, 28 guys sign up for the narrow road yesterday, oh, cool. just out of the blue. I was busy uh, packing and going to the post office for a lot of yesterday, which is good. I love doing it. I love knowing those things are going out to help men. And that's the thing I want to say to somebody on here is, is look, do you want to be a better man? Because I hear that all the time. Guys write in, I want to be a better man, but I don't know how. That's how this whole thing started. The podcast and then the, the narrow road has, come, has turned into that, come out of that. But I mean, if you want to be a more present dad, you want to be a more loving husband, you want to be just a better man, you need those those kind of directions, those guidelines. And that's what the narrow road does is give you that simple approach to growing in a relationship with God, which is going to fix a lot of the other, right? When you start growing uh, close to him, he's going to start showing you and revealing to you how to be better at every other aspect of your life as you grow in that personal relationship. So guys, if you haven't tried it, we put out a deal now where it's 50% off for your first month. That means you get the narrow road for $15 plus shipping instead of 25. You can check it out, see if it's for you, see if you like it. And if you do, then it'll roll back to the regular price in your second month, but it gives you a month to try it out. Mm -hmm. And this next month is on forgiveness. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the show today. But guys, to be able to show, uh, to to be able to get that special price at 50% off, you go to justagainthepew.com, click community and click join. You'll sign up there really quickly and easy put in your information, your card information, all that, and then you'll have a narrow road shipped out to you depending on when you get it. You know, if, if you wait for a month and you'll get it at the beginning of the next month, if you get it during this month, you'll get it as soon as we get your order in. But uh, you, even when you sign up, you can get in there immediately and watch the videos, the old PDF copies of the ones we've done in the past. You know, we've been doing this since March, so you know, there's, what is that, seven, eight months now worth of virtues that you can go back and look through. So all of that's there at the narrow road in the justagainthepew.com uh, community and then join there. 
Also, I wanted to mention again, we're continuing to get offers for, for me to go speak at parishes, but not just to speak, but to help start men's groups. If you listened last week, we did a show on why you need men's groups. And there's so many parishes and, and places out there where guys reach out and they want to start something. They don't have something in their area. They want what they've heard us talking about, this group of men that comes together, hold each other accountable, the friendships, the relationships, the brotherhood, and also the place where you can be real and authentic. That is what I believe our mission is to do, is to go out and to help start groups around the country you know, with the narrow road resources, but going there and actually training leaders, training men to lead. A lot of things they say, here's my content, here's the, here's the, the program in the box. That's not what we're doing. We want to provide men the way to learn and understand and train how to lead other men. And so that's what we're working on, and that's where I think God is uniquely calling us and where we can have help build fruit that lasts, even if it's 10 years from now and they quit using the narrow road years, you know, two years into it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's the fact that we're helping start something and training people to lead men in the way that God is calling men to be led and so that men become the men that God calls them to be. So we're doing all of that. You can, If you're interested in this at all, you're a guy who wants to start a men's group, go talk to your pastor, tell him to check out the show, go to the website, go to the book me page and send us an email and we'll get in contact with you, either myself or Amy, our, our, our admin, and we'll get a call together and we'll talk about setting all of this up so we can start building vibrant men's communities across this country where men can grow and have that friendship and that brotherhood and that relationship with Christ that he desires right. well, for them. Well, it's based on criteria and a program that we know works Yeah, because we experimented with it and sure. we know that it brings out the the true nature of God's graces in all of us to do better, to be better, and to be bonded in brotherhood. Right, and it's the simple approaches. A lot of times we overthink things. Right. And this is about, no, let's get back to the basics. Let's do the things that that Christ has taught us in the scriptures that allow us to remain close to him, and let's walk with other men the way that he did when he was on this earth, and it all comes together, right? Then you throw the Holy Spirit in there with it, and you got a great experience where men are gonna grow and they're gonna become the men that God calls them to be. So, speaking of men, you know, here lately, I've gotten this this request a couple of times, and it's one of the reasons why the virtue of forgiveness was next up in the narrow road for the September edition, is why should I forgive? You know, and there's many reasons we're going to talk about them, but this is a common problem for a lot of folks. You know, when we don't forgive, when things happen to us in our life, we have wounds, we want justice, yeah. we want justification, we want someone to to feel the way that we felt a lot of times when, when we were hurt by something. And a lot of times, like things can be in, you know intentional or unintentional. They can be, we can be hurt by people that, that love us, people that don't. You know, there's so many different ways that we can be hurt, but no matter what those ways are, we've been, we've been commanded by Jesus to forgive. I mean, that's the number one thing I wanna, thought, I wanna answer here when we, with, with that question of why should I forgive? One, because Jesus commands us to. You know, he tells us to turn the other cheek. If you if you realize one of the things that Christ came to do was was to to change some of the things from the Old Testament. I'm not saying that he was trying to flip the whole script, but there's things that he does in Scripture where he says, like this verse, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. But if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your coat, let him have your cloak as well. That's Matthew 5, 38, 40. That's that famous turn the other cheek verse. Where in the Old Testament, we heard an eye for an eye, right? A tooth mm-hmm. for a tooth. All of those things like vengeance. Christ is now preaching to us through the New Testament in his time here on earth, forgiveness. 
right? You're, you're to forgive your other bro- to, to forgive your brother. And as we've heard recently in, in, uh, in the scriptures and on, on a Sunday a few weeks ago, you know, Peter asked him, how many times are we supposed to forgive? Right. Seven times, right? Uh, you know, is there a limit to my forgiveness? And Jesus basically answers, no, you're to forgive no matter what, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many injustices are done to you. Seventy times seven is the way that he answers Peter. And so we see what Jesus thinks about it. But he, he not only commands it, he lived it, right? I mean, we arrested him. We beat him. We tortured him and eventually crucified him. And he forgave us. Right, so this isn't just what he commands us to do; it's what he exemplified to us here with his time on earth. He didn't just talk the talk; he walked the walk. Right, his forgiveness we see it on the cross as he says, "You know, Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they do." And he forgives us, you know, each and every time that we go to that confessional when we've messed up in our life. You know, as we talk about forgiveness, obviously we could do a whole show, and we have a lot of times on our need to understand how God wants to forgive us. We've talked about that, but today we're focusing specifically on how do we mirror that forgiveness? How do we become forgiving in our own life, and why is it important? So you just told me what I need to stick to, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, so well, I guess I got so. You. I just... <laughs> well, I mean, when, when you were talking, of course, I was, no <laughs> I was going through different kind of like re- processes in my life where I worked with people or, or you know, in behavioral health or help people in the in the, you know end of dying phase you know uh, palliative care and when I was a hospital chaplain um, it's amazing how people who aren't Catholic all of a sudden have to have a deathbed confession mm. you know so I think it's ingrained in us to confess yeah whenever we're in our most most deepest kind of desire of just despair or or in a sense of knowing that it's something I need to bring forth because I might, I may, I might not make it. You yeah. know, um, as as a, a Presbyterian minister, when I was in the hospital, there was I worked for the VA hospital, and there were many, many men who were Vietnam veterans, who were, you know, something they just they're in ICU, sure, and we know that was going to happen, and and they would just unload everything, and they would just tear up because first of all they're free of that shame, yeah, free of that guilt knowing that God still loves them, but also knowing that a whole new perspective of who God is. Sure. You know, not, not judgmental in the sense of like, you know, I, I made all this thing, these bad things happen to you because you weren't worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of kids that I work with now in behavioral health is that they've had so much trauma happen to them, whether it's behavioral health in the sense of physical trauma, sexual um, trauma, or just anything abusive that has happened to them and they're mad at the world they're mad at the people who are supposed to take care of love them, and they're mm-hmm. mad at authority as well as God. Yeah. So they go through this whole life of just hard exterior shell of where they're not going to trust anyone. Sure. You know, and it's because they can't forgive the people who did that. Now, people who do stuff like that to, to people, they, that's their own process. They need to have to seek forgiveness. Sure, yeah. But for people who are victims of that, they carry around so much, like, just so much, like, pain, pain and, wounds and anger and, yeah, wounds and and that's a lot of us listening to this day. You know, there's yeah. a lot of things that we felt that we were shamed on, harmed on by other people. And this is not an easy topic because we can't we can't solve the world in this one podcast. Right. But we can say we're, we we understand, we feel you when we know that that you've had that as well. If I had mm-hmm. the touch of it and, the, and that we've known that by just giving into a, a sense of faith and trust in God, that has allowed us to heal. Sure. And that's the thing, like. 
it's funny because oftentimes we want to be forgiven, right? Like we don't yeah. want to forgive, but we're the first ones to ask for forgiveness, right. right? When when we've you know upset or done something we know has offended God or someone else, we rush to confession or or maybe to that person and ask for forgiveness. But how often do we withhold forgiveness from people because? We, we just feel like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to forgive them, right? Like yeah. they hurt me and I don't like being hurt and they need to learn a lesson and they need to, and we can't be that way. That's why God commands us uh, to forgive. You know, Jesus commands us to forgive, but God basically tells us that he's not going to forgive us if we don't forgive others in our lives. I mean, every time we say the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yes. And how quickly that, that rolls off our tongue when we say that. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in Mass and I've been somewhere else as those words well, are so coming memorized out of my mouth. that we just we don't right. think about when we say the words. And I'm basically saying, God, don't forgive me if I don't forgive others. Right. I mean, think about that. You're asking God, no matter what I've done, don't forgive me unless I forgive others. And we don't think about that. But this is where, you know, this is this is how often we need to think about this because we're going to the to God right. and to others and asking forgiveness, but so often we want to withhold well, it, it's and like we don't saying, want to do it. Yeah, it's like you're saying, if, uh, God, if I have judgment against somebody else, then you can you can judge me. Right. Go for it. And this is yeah. what Jesus, I mean, Jesus says that in Matthew six fourteen through 15. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will, fa- would, will your Father forgive your trespasses. I mean, that's what he's telling you. There's no, he might. He still could. Right. He's like, no, he won't. If you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. And he says it in different gospels and in different ways all throughout the New Testament. And Paul even reiterates it, right? He says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. That's Ephesians 4.23. So we hear that message all the time of forgiveness through the through the New Testament. And, and Jesus, you know, he, he follows up that time when Peter asked him, how many times shall I forgive? 70 times 7, he follows it up with the, the parable of the unforgiving servant, right? And that's it's, it's just to show us how we can be in our life where we're so quick to go and ask the master for forgiveness for our debts, right? Look, just give me more time. I'm sorry. Let me pay you back. I'll show you I'll be a good right. person. And then when we're granted that forgiveness by God, then what did that servant go out and do? He went and found the first person that owed him money and choked him. Like physically attacked threw him, him in jail, yeah, right, and right. threw him in jail, and and then what happened? Went back to the master, and the master found out about it, and he had him thrown in jail because of it. He's like, "You wicked servant! I gave you forgiveness, and you turn around and do that." That's what happens in our life sometimes, and that's how we can treat people, right? When they've hurt us, mm-hmm. we have them by the throat, right? We're grabbing them by the throat and saying, "I refuse you forgiveness because of what you've done, because you've hurt me, just like the people you described." And so that's the next thing I really want to talk about. So we've mentioned. Jesus commands us to, and God will not forgive us if we don't forgive others. That's the first two things we've talked about here. Well, let's move on to the third one. This is this is something that really is where is the meat on the bone, I think, and where people really struggle is if we don't forgive, wounds are left to fester. Oh, we're self-destructive. Right. Yeah. yeah it just right. it's it's like a wound that you know if you were out somewhere that in a third world country that didn't have medical you know facilities and those things right. nearby and you get some sort of cut Gangrene. it could be the smallest cut in the world but if you're sitting out in an area where you're not able to clean yourself you're not able to address that wound it starts to get infected it starts to fester right even a splinter or something small can get so infected that it can cause a disease throughout your whole body and kill you if not treated right if you're mm-hmm. in some place where you're going to pick up some bacteria or something like that that's the same thing that happens when we let our wounds fester. They become infected. 
they 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 worsen right throughout our whole person and a lot of times we don't even realize this we've been wounded somewhere in our life and we haven't forgiven and then something else comes along it could be even years down the road and we react in another way and we cause a wound in someone else because basically when we don't heal these things we, we, we wear them on our shoulder, our sleeve, wherever, and we bump into, people bump into them, right? And they don't even realize it. I'll give you an example, and I talked to Angela about this, and she gave me permission to share it. But, you know, a few months ago, we had gotten in a, in a spat about something. It wasn't a real big one, I didn't think. But I was back in the room, in, in our room, reading the Bible, and just at night, just kind of doing the things I do before I go to bed. Well, she came through there, she went in the bathroom, shut the door, and she started getting ready for bed. And a few minutes later, the door flings open and she is full on pointing at me and just says, you are not who you say you are and you're not a loving person and you're not this and you're not that. And she started just that finger was pointed at me and it was very hurtful. You know, I thought, wow, like, is that really what you believe? Is that really what you think of me? And I got in the truck and I left and I actually came up here to the church that we're at and and, and, and sat in the parking lot for a minute and just prayed. I was like, Lord, what, what was that about? And come to find out, Angela had, you know, had had some issues in previous relationships with men, right? We've all had previous relationships where we were married, and some of those have caused wounds in different ways, and some of those wounds had never been healed, right? So when I, when her and I got into it, I pushed a button, I pushed on that wound unknowingly, and when that finger came out pointing at me, that accusatory finger, what happens is the devil sits in that wound that is unforgiven, that's unhealed, and he continues to allow that to fester and control your life and to mess up things. And when anybody touches it, then he goes straight out of that out that out out. What do you say? What I'm trying to say? That outstretched, outstretched arm, yeah, yeah. out that finger, and mm-hmm. caused a wound in me in that moment, where he could sit there and live if I didn't forgive what happened there. So Angel and I didn't figure that out on our own. We both to this day see somebody that, that individually we talk to about healing wounds. And a lot of times, I don't even know what I'm talking to her about when we get on the phone, the lady that helps us. I'm just sharing something. She says, let's, let's look at that. And then we go in and we realize that there's a wound from some time in my life that was never healed. And so I tell that story not to paint Angel in a bad light. She just had some things that she figured out that night she had to work on. I have things I figured out mm-hmm. I have to work on. And if we don't do that, the next thing you know, you're full of resentment and you now find yourself with a hardened heart, right? And when anybody touches up against that, it's like you both have barbed wire on, right? You walk by each other and it snags and it hurts and you cut each other deeper. And that's what happens when we don't allow these wounds to heal and we don't extend forgiveness. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't mean when you forgive that you're letting someone off the hook. It doesn't mean that you're giving someone a pass or even what they've done is justified. Right. Right? It doesn't mean I'm okay with what you've done. What it means is I'm supposed to love. It doesn't mean I'm supposed to like. Right, It means I'm supposed to love, and I'm going to forgive you. Right, I'm going to move past this, and here's the reason why. Unforgiveness gives people power over us they shouldn't have. Right, That's just as simple as that. It gives people power over us that they should not have. Because here's the thing, Victor. Like I look back at a situation where a guy did something to me in college, it was a night where he was drinking and he was a guy I liked to fight all the time. And I was trying to get him to calm down. And basically he slapped me in front of a bunch of guys. And I was mad as heck about it. And I wanted to lay him down, you know, just lay him out. But I didn't because he was wasted, right? And But to everybody else, it looked like I was afraid of him, right? Because I didn't hit back and he slapped mm-hmm. me again. And I just wound up walking across the parking lot and getting in my car because I didn't want to hurt the guy. I didn't want to fight with the guy. I didn't want to do anything like that. And... 
But I got painted in this light as this guy that was a wuss and, and couldn't defend himself and a lot of worse words than that that I can't say on the air. And I hated that guy for mm-hmm. years. Like if I saw a picture of him on Facebook, if I saw him anywhere, I wanted to just, just and I'd grown a lot by then, right? I just yeah. wanted to go like choke him out. And I saw him in a grocery store one time with Jacob and this this seething anger came out of me and I found myself grabbing Jacob by the arm and like hightailing it to find this guy and I just felt like I was going to knock him out. I was like I'm going to this guy's going to get what he deserves after mm-hmm. all these years. And Jacob said to me, "Dad, he heard me. I said something out loud about I hate that guy for what he did or something like that." And Jacob said to me, "Dad, isn't aren't we supposed to forgive? Doesn't God want us to forgive?" And it stopped me in my tracks. And I looked down as I had my son by the arm, and I'm mm-hmm. about to go do something in this grocery store to get me in a lot of trouble. And I just I looked down, and I was like, oh, my gosh. This happened 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. This guy probably doesn't even remember this. And so I went over to the guy, and I apologized to him. I said, hey, man. And he looked at me. He did not remember anything about it that night until I brought it up. And he said, you know, I've been meaning to apologize to you for 20 years. I haven't seen you. And he said, why are you apologizing to me? And I said, because I've, I have allowed you to have control over my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've, allowed, I've said hateful and mean things about you in my head, and I just want to tell you I'm sorry. It was crazy. It was all because a little kid, my son, knew yeah. more about forgiveness than I did that time in my life. But that's the power that it has over us. And it really is like St. Augustine says. You know, He says, to withhold forgiveness is to take poison and expect the unforgiven to die. And that's what I was trying to hold in my heart for all those years was if I hate him enough, if I refuse him justice, then he's going to be the one that hurts. He's mm-hmm. going to be the one that feels the embarrassment I've felt. It turns out he hadn't even thought about it in 20 right. years. It's kind of like you want to say, I want to have front row seat when it's time that guy to come up to the throne of judgment. And you're yeah. like, wait a minute, dude, I'll be right behind him, you know? That's right. So, and, and you're right, because what you do is that you picture your worst person that you've ever had it running with. Yeah. And and it gets to the point where it, it writes, it, it kind of creates another stream of your, your present life of joy. Yeah. You know, and what it does is that you allow, every time you see somebody, you think about that moment, whatever you were doing at the, that moment, you're back to where that, that, moment happened sure and it brings you back there but you said also you can forgive but you you may not trust that mm-hmm. person again that's okay not to trust the person again you can forgive them out of love sure because there's a lot of people who will take advantage of people all the time yeah you know and and just know that that's that's okay well and that's what i want people to know is like by no means are we saying that right. you have to be okay with some there's a lot of people probably right. had some horrors done to them that listen to this show and we're not saying that that was ever okay we're just saying that we have to be able to forgive mm-hmm. just the way john paul ii forgave the guy that shot him right, right. that's the first thing he did when he got was able to get out and move around again was he went and he forgave this guy to try to kill him right and we've seen so many different uh you know a hit a couple of years ago on the news forgave this guy, while he was on trial for his brother's murder, got up and said, I don't blame you. And I even asked the bailiff if he could hug him, right, and tell this guy that he forgave him. Right. And the world stopped for, like, a minute to realize what had just happened. But here's the other thing. Like, forgiving someone restores your peace. You know, the thing is, John Paul II even said that. He said, the only way to peace is forgiveness. And Jesus knew this. It allows you to let go and let God. It doesn't mean, like I said, that you're justifying all of these things. And there's another bishop, Bishop Barnes, who said this too. Forgiveness isn't about accepting a wrong. It's a choice to let go of the wrong so as to live in freedom as a child of God. That's what you're doing when you forgive someone is you're saying, you know what? This isn't worth losing my peace, losing Mm -hmm. my joy. 
because as we've talked about with Dr. Bob Schutz and when he was on the interview and we talked about wounds and the tree that springs up from those wounds and the roots, we act out in all sorts of way when we don't when we don't deal and heal with these wounds. And you start to heal by forgiving, right? By asking Christ to take you back to that moment, to show you what happened, to forgive that person, to get power that you don't have in your own life to forgive. So that's what you've got to start with. And and here's the advice. We're coming in near the end of the show. So maybe you're a guy sitting here going, okay, that all sounds good. But like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. I would first say pray for a forgiving heart. Forgiving's hard. I mean, anybody that has ever had to forgive when they were really hurt knows that it's hard. No one's saying it's not. And it may take more strength than you have. So ask God to help you forgive the way that he has forgiven you, right? The terrible things that we did to Christ, he still forgave us. And through his strength, we can learn to forgive those and move on past uh, past it. I think, again, we need to understand that forgiveness isn't letting somebody off the hook. It's regaining your peace and your freedom, which is more important than anything. That's why Christ talked about it so much. He knew that if we brooded on things and we and we let things fester, then it takes our eye off of him and it gives an open foothold and doorway into our life for the devil to come into our life and to turn everything resentful and everything um, uh, full of malice and hate and all of those things. So when we have that unforgiving heart, we allow those things to come in and it starts to paint the entire picture of our life, not just a few things that you may think this one incident. As I talked about with Angela and I, it can easily spill out into things years down the road. And so that's why we have to understand that it's not letting somebody off the hook. It's more about gaining your peace and your freedom back. And look, ask God to help you heal the wounds, right? You cannot heal these things on your own. You may need somebody to help you the way that Angela and I enjoy the time we get to spend with the, with the lady that helps us individually on our own individual wounds. But ask God to help you. How do I heal this? How do I get past this? Because I don't want it to control my life anymore, right? I don't want it to ruin other relationships I have because of something that was done to me or something that I'm still holding on to. So that's what we need to continue to do in our life is just to ask for those things. Guys, we are focusing on the narrow road in our, on the virtue of forgiveness in the narrow road this month. As I said in the beginning, you can jump in this month for 50% off. All you have to do is go to justaguyinthepew.com, go to that community button, click join, and then you'll start and get that book. The PDF copy will be on there until you get yours in the mail. Um, but this is going to help you walk through forgiveness with God, understanding how God's forgiven you, how you can forgive your wife if there's something that's happened there, or ask for forgiveness, your children and your neighbor. Guys, this is important. It's something we need to focus on every day that we can. And the narrow road can help you do that. Again, you can go to justaguyinthepew.com and sign up there and get on the way to forgiveness. So, all right, guys, I hear that music. St. John Paul II said, Forgiveness is above all a personal choice, a decision of the heart to go against the natural instinct to repay evil with evil. Let's make that choice today and restore our peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we're going to be wounded by people throughout our lives. It's something that is pretty much guaranteed. What is, an un- what is avoidable, though, is an unforgiving and hardened heart. Help us to remember that you've forgiven us and that you've commanded us to forgive others. And Jesus, whenever we feel the sting of those festering wounds we've allowed to remain open, remind us that the only way to find peace in our lives is through the healing balm of forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.